It's time for the Car Doctor on AM 950 WROL. Got a car question? Call us at 617-770-3030. That's 617-770-3030. Now, here's the car doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems and talk about whatever's going on in the automotive universe. Uh, that's what this program's all about. Um, you know, the the I guess the the big flavor of the day these days is uh, really talking about self driving cars, and I've always said there's. Uh, very few things I like to do more than actually drive, and then there's very few things I like to do less than actually drive. But when it's a nice time to drive, it really is. And um, there is driving and there is driving. And with us on the phone is Ross Bentley. Uh, Ross is an author, race car driver, trainer, and uh, I don't know, Ross, I'll let you explain more of what, more of you. How's that? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what I do is, uh, well, I'm like you. I love to drive. Uh, there's nothing I love more than driving. Well, actually, maybe not totally true because I, I love helping other people get the same enjoyment out of driving that I always have. And uh, I've been very, very fortunate to drive a lot of very cool cars and race at a very high level and coach drivers of every level from beginners to to elite level pro race drivers. So, um, you know, uh, yeah, my passion yeah. is helping people have the same, same kind of enjoyment and passion about driving that I've always had. And you just came out with a book, the lost art of high performance driving. And before we, before people start to yell at us and say, we're trying to tell people to drive fast everywhere they go, there's, there's driving fast and there's driving good, right? Yeah, and in fact, that's, you know, kind of one of the points that I make in the book is, you know, high-performance driving is not necessarily high-speed driving. Uh, it could be. I mean, if you're on the track, on a racetrack, and you're, you know, you're doing performance driving on a racetrack, then fantastic. But high-performance to me is it's, it's performing at your highest level. And that can be crawling along in traffic, uh, uh, but doing it in a very smooth way, mm-hmm. paying attention, you know, basically doing it as best as you possibly can. And that, that to me, is what high-performance driving is. So, as an example, when you see somebody come to a stop and you see the nose of their car bounce up and down, not high-performance yeah, yeah. high driving. <laughs> that, is, that is not high-performance driving. That's low-performance driving. Yeah. Yeah, and, so it, it's, it's, it's being smooth, it's being precise, it's placing the car where you want it, it's, it's being aware of everybody around you, you know, uh, to me, you know, a driver should not be surprised by another driver. And, you know, as we all know, the roads are not getting easier to drive on uh, with other drivers doing all sorts of other things while driving. So, you know, we have to be, I think we have to be uh, better drivers now than we ever have been. You're not, you're not suggesting for a minute that people actually pay attention while they're driving, are you? Well, maybe just a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Would what? What a concept, right? Yeah, it would. It would be. You know, and you know, and you know, you you explain in your book about you know, how 
how you kind of enter and exit a turn. And again, people think about that as, you know, you're on some fabulous race course, but just sometimes taking, uh, and I think people notice it, but they don't totally notice why uh, they take an off ramp and sometimes they take the same off ramp every single day. And some days it feels smooth and perfect and other days it feels like it catches up with them and part of it is just how you entered that ramp and where you placed the car and where you were where you were when you were um kind of thinking about it at the same time right yeah exactly and i you know i think one of the one of the fantastic things is is that you know when we start to pay attention to the details of the line you know in you know what we do on on a racetrack is we drive this ideal line that is a combination of the the shortest uh, uh, or the the largest radius through a corner, but also in a way that allows us to accelerate out a corner. And if you apply that same concept and principles on on when you're driving on the street, uh, it makes for an actually a safer way to drive around a corner as well. So, you know, if, if you do that and you start to make that part of your everyday driving, you've added a uh, a, a challenge, but not a not a challenge that's super taxing, but uh, the right o- the right amount of ta- of of challenge, so that um, it it adds that sense of enjoyment and a sense of satisfaction when you do it right. You know, you know, you you, you say you come through a, a freeway off ramp and you come through it, and it's like, man, that just that just felt good. Mm. And, and 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 that's part of it is you know it brings more enjoyment to the dri- to driving. And I think, you know, again, a lot of people go, a lot of enjoyment has gone out of driving because of the amount of traffic and uh, the lack of attention that a lot of drivers are putting into driving now. You know, it's taken, it, it's taken the enjoyment out of driving. Well, let's put the enjoyment back in driving. Mm. I remember when the Dodge Viper came out and it was, um, you know, it, I'm not sure it even had a roof when it came out the first time, but, um, but, you know, it was a big deal that it didn't have traction control and anti-lock brakes. And over the years, those systems got put into the car. Um, and some purists think that, you know, traction control and anti-lock brakes are evil, but in fact, um, when used properly, they only enhance the experience, right? Yeah. And in the beginning, you know, certainly, Stability control, traction control, you know, the systems were kind of, uh, I would call them crude. Yeah. You know, you got a little bit out of shape. You got a little bit, you know, you got even remotely close to the limits of the car, and the systems would basically shut it down, you know. Mm. It would cut, cut the throttle, activate brakes, you know, all sorts of things. And it was almost like it slapped the driver in the side of the head and said, you don't know what you're doing, I'm going to take over. And that wasn't any fun. But the systems have gotten better, and they're more subtle, and, you know, they're, you know, now they kind of just give you a little nudge and say, hey, you're driving pretty quick here. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm here to help you. And uh, to me, you know, I, I think the purists kind of look down at those systems and say, oh, well, you know, it's just taking all the driving away. Well, if you use it right, and you kind of just, I, I say, you know, you can, if you're on a track where it's where it's safe and legal to, to drive at that limit or close to those limits, um, you know you can kind of lean on those systems. You can kind of just kind of lean up to it and go, okay, help me out here a little bit. Or and you use them so that it's uh, you, you use them, but you don't rely on them. And you're very proactive in the way you use it. It's not like 
oops, I made a big mistake, now it saved my life, um, you're actually using them. And uh, it's, it's, to me, that adds another level of challenge to drive it. In, 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 your book, really yep. in your book, Speed Secrets, The Lost of Art of High-Performance Driving, is high-performance driving art, science, or both? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's certainly the science of, of physics. I mean, you know, ultimately what we do with a car comes down to geometry and, uh, you know, the geometry of a curve. And, you know, the physics of weight transfer and the way a tire interacts with the road because now you've got, you know, weight transfer onto that tire, gives it more grip, takes grip off another tire that's become unweighted. You know, it's our job, you know, I always say we're, we're weight managers. We, we manage where weight is in a, in a car. And, you know, so there's certainly that part of it. And, and you know, what I try to put in the book, you know, you know, in a simple, uh, in a simple to read, simple to use kind of way, is what is that science like? So you understand what's going on. But I think there is a level of art to it where, you know, I think anybody who's ever ridden with a, you know, just an incredibly skilled high performance driver will go, "Wow, that's magic!" You know, it's just to me, it's like dancing with a car. You know, you're just you're flowing with it, you're one with it, you're uh, you know, it's, it's this magic smoothness, but a balance between smoothness and aggressiveness yeah. at the same time, you know, and, and that's, that's where the art comes from. Yeah. It comes in. No, I had the opportunity yeah. years ago to, uh, drive as a passenger and then the driver with uh david murray at road atlanta and he could have been he could have been uh, he could have been having a drink and smoking a cigarette at 160 miles an hour i mean he was he was so smooth and he was so he he just understood the car and understood the track that um it was just it, it was so impressive just to watch him drive and then i went in and screwed it all up but you know uh <laughs> But you know, you, you came you came away with a lot less ego afterwards. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I I think when people do get, you know have a chance to ride with somebody of, of David's caliber, you, you know, it puts it into perspective. Uh, you know, everybody drives, right? Mm -hmm. And you kind of go, well, how difficult can it be to drive on a racetrack? Well, it is. Um, it's a, it, you know, it's like the difference between I don't know flying a, a an ultralight in a and a, and a jet fighter, you know? Um, and I think, you know, it, it's until people see it, it's hard to imagine how good, uh, you know, a top yep. level elite level driver it really is. Yep. And I think, you know, I mean, one of my hopes for, for the book is it will, uh, motivate some people to go, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go and drive on a racetrack. I'm going to mm -hmm. join a local car club. I'm going to take my car out. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, I've been to tracks where, you know, people show up in almost minivans and SUVs, you know, mm -hmm. and so you don't, you don't need to have a super high performance car to do it. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping the book will inspire some people to join a local club, go to the track, uh, enjoy it and find that extra level of, uh, enjoyment and yep. challenge that comes from doing it well on a track. Yeah. No, it's amazing to me, and I've driven some pretty nice cars over the years, and, you know, I'll be driving to work in the morning, and I, I work about 50 miles from home, and I'm out on, 
you know, Route 95 here in New England and, you know, the speed limit's 65 and people are going 75 and 80. And I see a, you know, 15-year-old pickup truck in the left lane doing about 95 or a minivan in the left lane doing 95. And people don't understand that brake effort changes exponentially at those speeds and where they could stop at 55 or 60 changes dramatically when they're when they're up at uh, up at speeds that are almost approaching triple digits sometimes. Yeah, actually, that's a great example. And, I, you know, I've had that same experience where somebody passes me and they're, you know, and they're driving kind of one hand at the top of the wheel, the other over the back of the seat, you know, they're talking to somebody else. And, and you kind of go, you know, they're that far, just a, just a hair away from, from having a big crash. Right. And, and if they don't have a big, a big crash and somebody says, are you a good driver? They go, absolutely. Yeah. Because and, most people never get in crashes. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it kind of molds us into this, you know, this sense of, uh, of, invincibility you know yeah uh and i think you know one of the things that uh, you know again i kind of make a point in the book about high performance driving is you know we understand when we need to we, we adjust our driving to the conditions right and if it's you know if it's pouring rain if it's dark if it's you know we need to change the way we drive the other you know we need to crank up our attention level we need to you know imagine this actually maybe even slow down a little bit um you know, we need to change the way we drive based on the conditions. And, uh, uh, you know, yeah, you see people drive sometimes and you go, oh, if you only And that's one of the things, you know, i found that people that do go to the track, uh, I, and I remember years ago actually surveying a bunch of people, but, you know, it was something like 95% of them said, after driving on the track, I actually drive slower on the street. Mm. You know, for two reasons. One is I got it out of, I got it out of my system on the track. But the other is, I didn't realize how close I was to driving the car at the limit. And, uh, you know, so they, they become much more understanding. They become more aware of what the limits of their vehicle are. And, yeah. it's, you know, it's one of the great benefits of, of going to a track. Yeah, yeah. I remember driving with Bob Sharp one time, and it was like driving with Miss Daisy. You know, he was like yeah. he was like the slowest guy on the road, and I'm, I'm like, aren't yeah. you a high performance driver and you know run one of the best driving schools in the you know in the country? And he said, yeah, but I, I don't really like driving on the street that much. So you know, it was it was yeah. sort of, it was sort of interesting. And yeah, high performance driving and the art of high performance driving is safe driving, and that you know that that was you know things that sometimes people totally lose track of when they see when they see a uh, when they see a race or they see uh, a good performance driver and they don't understand that th- you know safety is an utmost concern yeah you know even uh, you know you watch racing on tv and you think ah a bunch of daredevils well they're you know what i know about racing my own experience and drivers that I've, that I've coached is you know they're very much um they're, they actually are control freaks. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, you know, it's all about being in control. And, yeah, we want to move as close as possible to the very, 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 very limit. But we want to be in control of doing it. It's not like we want to be out of control. And, and uh, you know, it's about managing risk as opposed to taking risk. Right. Yeah, and, you know, going back to what you were talking about, the engineering part of it, uh, a friend of mine uh, races a... Um, purpose-built 3 Series BMW tube chassis car, really fantastic car. But he brings it into high schools and teaches them about um, uh, science, math, and engineering with it. 
And at, at first I didn't get it, and, you know, and, um, and when you started to talk about the dynamics and, and coefficient of friction and all that, all of a sudden then it's, you know, dawned on me again why that is such a good example for people that, you know, might look at science, technology, engineering, and math and go, I, yes, it's another science class. It's another math class. But when you put it into perspective with a car, all of a sudden now it changes. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Uh, I wish uh, I wish that happened more often mm. because you know we all know that uh, there are things in school that just don't capture our <laughs> attention. And uh, you know, you take a race car into a, into a high school, and uh, but it, you know, it's not going to capture everybody's attention, but it's going to make a difference. And right. you know, it, it's applying science, right? And uh, hey, I guess that's what high performance driving is. It's it's applied science. Um, as I said, if you if you do it well enough, it you know, it becomes an art at the same time. I think, you know, the art part of it, you know, the example that I use often is, you know, if you go and study art, you know, in the beginning you copy the masters and you keep copying the masters until you develop your own style and you develop your own art style. And I think that's kind of the same thing here with, with high-performance driving is, you know, we have to copy the masters. We have to drive like a David Murray, a Bob Sharp, a, you know, whoever. Mm-hmm. And... And we need to copy them up to a certain point. And then we start to develop our own style of driving. And, you know, again, that's where there's this whole other level. There's this whole other other experience that comes from driving at, at that point. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's where the, the science and the, and the art merge, I think. So. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm almost out of being able to name drop, so just so you know. So. <laughs> but no the 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 book the I was I was reading the the uh the online copy of the book that your your publicist sent me and it's it has some great tips in there there's some fun stuff in there interesting things in there they're actually going to they're sending me a book so I'm going to be able to give it away to one of our lucky listeners but um how how can I, and you've you've written uh almost a dozen books now I guess Yeah I think yeah. I think this is 11, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah the 11. Yeah. And I actually didn't think that I had another one in me, but uh, when they suggested, and usually I end up writing them and come up with an idea of the next mm. book I'll write. But, but uh, they actually, the you know, the, the publisher actually reckoned, or suggested the, uh, this idea of this book, and I went, hey, yeah, that's what we need. Um, so, yes. That's, uh, it was yeah. fun writing this one. No, and and I like that idea. I like the idea that the book combines, you know, some of the technology we're seeing in cars today. You know, with, whether it's traction control or stability control, and also talks about the fun it can be. That you know, when you're on that little twisty two lane road, uh, like I said, I live about fifty miles from work, and every once in a while I sort of take, you know, I don't take the highway home, and I sort of take the back roads home. And you know, the speeds the speeds aren't fast, but um, and I've always I've always said and it's probably not my line you know that it's it's a lot more fun driving a slow car a little faster than a fast car slow and sometimes you just yeah. you know you you drive a Miata on a nice little twisty road and it's it's a, it's a ton of fun to drive I, I could not agree with you more I mean it, it's that's what it's all about um, and you know and, and then knowing where to do it like you said uh, you know finding that back road where there is mm-hmm. no traffic and you know, not driving recklessly fast, but just enjoying the the understanding the the connection between you, the car, and the road, and that's what it's all about. Or you know, going to the, you you know that I mean, this weekend there are tens of thousands of people 
in this country driving on track this weekend. Just amateurs, just like people listening to the show, that have gone to a track this weekend and doing a track day or a high-performance driver education event, right. HPDE event. And, you know, it's tens of thousands who have this as a hobby. And, you know, maybe somebody looks at the show and go, really? I'm going to yeah. go look into yeah. that and go do that. That would be no, cool. No, not everybody can afford to join Monticello up in the Catskills. But right here in New England now, we just opened a new track, uh, Club Motorsports, up in Tamsworth, New Hampshire. And I don't yeah. think the track, I don't think the track's actually fully open until after Labor Day. But a, a great place for people that want to, you know, cultivate their driving skills and, you know, the people that don't play golf or the people that don't have a boat and they want to be able to enjoy their car and, and, and kind of test themselves at the same time. Yeah, exactly, and that's, uh, yeah, I don't think most people even, there's a lot of people that don't know that's even uh, even an option, and then if they did, how would they get involved, and, you know, great thing, we have this thing called Google now, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Google track days or high-performance driver education event, you'll find all sorts of events. Yeah, absolutely. Ross, we're almost out of time, but before we go, how do people get a copy of your book? Where do they go? How do they find it? Uh, I think the you know the easiest thing is there's there's that other company called Amazon. Oh yeah, uh, just go on to Amazon, uh, Speed Secrets, and Lost Art of High Performance Driving. And uh, your website is speedsecrets dot com dot com. So speedsecrets dot com. Yeah. They can find out more information about you and follow you on Twitter at at Speed Secrets. Perfect. And and yeah, I mean, uh, on my website at speedtickets.com, I put all sorts of free uh, driving tips and all sorts of stuff on there. So um, yeah, go to speedtickets.com. Yeah. There's uh, all sorts of cool stuff there. Yeah, based on my uh, you know forty thousand miles a year I drive, people could use some help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank thank Ro- you for spreading the word about it. That all right, about it, so. all right, Russ. Yeah. Thanks, thank you very much, and uh, have a great day. And thanks for joining us down here in Boston. Thank you. Appreciate All right. It. Take care. Bye-bye. Have fun. Bye. Well, we need to take a break, pay some bills when we come back. Uh, well, we may be talking to Sam Lucrecchio. He is from Ford Motor Company about, well, you may find this hard to believe, the Swiss Army knife of vehicles, the Ford Expedition. It's a big Swiss Army knife. But we'll find, we'll find out what this is all about. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, The Spirit of Boston. Don't you just hate the hassle of car buying? Make it easy by finding your financing first. Hi, I'm Kevin Chapman. As a member of the City of Boston Credit Union for over two decades, I know that they always put their members first with some of the most competitive car rates around. You can figure out what you want to spend before you even go shopping. Come visit the City of Boston Credit Union at cityofbostoncu.com and apply today. Or call 617-635-4545. City of Boston Credit Union. Uniquely Boston. Equal Opportunity Lender. 
WROL's long-awaited 50th birthday celebration will take place Saturday, September 23rd from 2 to 8 p.m. at our Marina Bay Studios. Bands, bars, food, vendors, and loads of fun both outside in our entire parking lot and inside at the neighboring sports complex. We'll have tours of the studios. You can see where we broadcast live as we broadcast live, like we've been doing for the past 50 years. And six hours of live Irish bands, Margaret Dalton and Aaron's Melody, the Silver Spears, Debbie, Pauline Wells, the Fenian Sons, the band Ireland, all helping us celebrate 50 years serving the Irish community and celebrating with Irish music from artists you know and love so well. We'll even have a special 4 o'clock mass in our studios. We know the Boston Irish and Irish American community have you covered and to be part of this giant celebration as a vendor or sponsor call us at 617-691-2526 the crack will be mighty saturday september 23rd 2 to 8 p.m save the date the irs doesn't mess around if they want your money they'll take it they can take your paycheck and bank accounts too even threaten your home or business and it's about to get worse the irs just hired an army of new tax enforcers so if you owe back taxes the smartest thing you can do is call optima tax relief optima has access to a special irs tax assistance program called the fresh start initiative and their clients that qualify are saving thousands even tens of thousands one call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop that army of new enforcers from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a half billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743-800-711-5743. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. All through August, Sullivan Tire presents the sizzling summer tire sale. Save big on quality name brand tires for all makes and models. Buy three, get the fourth tire free on all Yokohama tires. Or buy one and get the second at half off. You can save up to $140 when you buy four Continental tires. Thousands of tires on sale at sizzling hot prices. And check out our new redesigned website, SullivanTire.com, to make an appointment for tires or the best auto service in the industry. Sullivan Tire, proud partner of the Boston Red Sox. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to The Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, The Spirit of Boston. Well... You know, a lot of people are traveling on Labor Day. It's not quite the holiday it used to be. In fact, I did a little survey myself, and um, it's not. It's uh, people don't travel like they used to for Labor Day. I think because school start earlier, it's not as busy. But still, there's a lot of people on the road, and when you have a whole family of people on the road, sometimes it can get uh, it can get a little bit stressful, and um, sometimes the bigger the vehicle, the better. And um, with us. Joining us again, it's been a long time, Sam Lacricchio from Ford Motor Company, to talk about um, what what you guys are calling the Ford Expedition. It's a Swiss Army knife on wheels. It's a big Swiss Army knife, Sam. <laughs> 
How you doing, John? Good. I almost didn't make it. I almost had a heart attack last, last night watching the Sox. I'm oh, glad we ended up pulling that out. Well, you know, you know, uh, you know, we have we have to, you know, somewhat satisfy the Yankees guy, you know, Yankees fans a little bit here, but you know, but yeah. you know, as long as we're on top, that's all that counts. Yeah, you tease them a little bit. Yeah. Give, them, give them a little taste of it, but pull it back. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, on this vehicle here, uh, you, you know, you're talking about uh, uh, the idea of the Swiss Army knife and, and also vacations. And I think the other thing you alluded to, why this vehicle is so important, is we're getting into a mode where it's back to school. And you're, if you're a part of that uh, uh, carpool club, you want all the extra room that you that you can get. And in a three-row vehicle like the Expedition, which is going to be coming at the end of this fall, the the reason we're talking about it now is it gives people the, the consideration that if they're living through uh, family vacations that where uh, National Lampoon's family vacation becomes more of a documentary than a yeah. feature film, you know, uh, you start thinking about these kinds of things. And I think with the Expedition for 18, um, the second row back to cargo, um, I feel pretty confident in saying it's probably the best in the segment. Hmm. Kind of put it in perspective. Take us back a few years. We had Explorer, Expedition, and Excursion. Then Excursion was replaced by Expedition L. Where does the 2018 Expedition fit into that picture? Well, I, th- I think you're right. I think, you know, there's been uh, the love of uh, SUVs now for a while with the buying public. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say the cars are completely going away. But uh, I think where you've got us now with Expedition, the, the choice between what used to be the XL is now called the Max, and uh, that one is about uh, 221 inches, which is about an inch longer than the old one, but on the new one, we're about, uh, on the uh, short wheelbase, we're about four inches longer. Mm. And I think because we have that independent rear suspension, uh, you have so much more usable space in the back than the competition. But I also think the competition sometimes forgets that those the vehicle does not stop at the driver uh, compartment. Mm-hmm. So many, so there's so much focus on the driver. But in a vehicle of this size, you're buying it for a reason. And what we found out was half the people that buy them uh, are, are doing um, towing, they're going on camping, they're going fishing, but uh, three out of four do it with family activities in mind where they make that purchase. So the ability to give them more room and the flexible second-row seat in particular, that's my favorite um, the ability to, with one button, flip that second row seat forward for easier access to that third row because, uh, obviously, if, if you got three rows, you want to use them, and you want to be able to get to them easy. And the seat flips forward, and if you had a baby seat in there, uh, if you got one baby seat and two cars in a household, you know what a hassle it is to move that seat around from car to car. In this case, you don't even have to take it out. You just leave it in there. Make sure you take the baby out when you flip the seat. But uh, it allows for that much room that the seat is fixed uh, in that second row seat, and it still gives you access to that third row. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Though when I see a current uh, expedition going down the road, they're they're invariably pulling a boat or a horse trailer or something yes, like that. Yeah, I mean these these are vehicles that these are vehicles that are um, not just you know show vehicles, but you're you're right. You know, absolutely. You know. Trucks on trucks anymore. Trucks are kind of luxury cars inside. But but this yeah. is this is a vehicle that has all the ability to do the job. What's going to power the new Expedition? Uh, we got the three five in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a three five uh, liter EcoBoost. It's got about three hundred and seventy five horsepower with four hundred and seventy foot pounds of torque. So best in class towing. Best
best in class, second and third row legroom. Uh, again, a largely as a result of uh, that flat low mm-hmm. floor. But the, the other, my second favorite thing about the vehicle is in the back in the cargo area where you, where you pop open the tailgate, there's a series of buttons on the side panel that are laid out uh, like the second and third row of the vehicle. And when you push any one of those buttons, in any of those configurations, those seats will drop. The headrest will automatically fold so you don't have to worry about that. And you have that flat load floor. Now, if you've got yourself uh, the Max, which is the former uh, extended wheelbase, you're able to put a 4 by 8 uh, sheet of plywood in there and close the, close the, tra- the uh, tailgate. So that's a significant amount of room for what these folks are using it for. That's a ridiculous amount of room. What are you talking about? That's a, that's a yeah. big vehicle to be, able, to be able to close the tailgate. Well, I was trying to be modest, yeah. you know. Hey. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's not just, I was, I was looking at uh, some of the little uh, tech uh, bits that come with this um, four 12 volt power points, six USB chargers, a hundred and ten volt power outlet. Geesh. Now you yeah, rarely do you hear a kid say, uh, saying from the back of the third row, "Dad, do we have to be there yet?" Right? Uh, but if you're plugging your PlayStation into the dual the dual headrest uh, screen system, you and I both know that when you get on a plane and you know it's a four hour trip, maybe you're going cross country, and you see those. Those, those video screens in front of you on the seats in front of you, you're so relieved because you know that there's something there for you to do, right? Well, imagine a preteen uh, and with all the outlets of which you speak and being able to plug that in with a, for a DVD that you can watch for the, for the trip or plugging the PlayStation, using a USB or getting a feed from a sling box for movies right from your home that you're able to watch uh, so easily on these two screens that are in the uh, second row. So, and they can watch independently. Yeah. You know, you've got, uh, you've got a kid who wants to watch some sports, you've got a kid who wants to watch the cartoons, both are handled. And apparently it's got a better router in it than my house if it can support 10 Wi-Fi devices. <laughs> so. From 50 feet away. From 50 okay. feet away, yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's 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 uh, that's phenomenal. So, when are we gonna when are we gonna see the uh, uh, new expedition going on sale? Sure. On uh, well, in corporate speak, we always say the 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 end of the uh, fourth quarter. But to you and I, that usually means uh, somewhere right around uh, mid to late November. Yep. And um, you know, going back to the vehicle itself for a minute. Um, you can take this off road. You can get skid plates. You can get you can get uh, um, protection under the vehicle. So you know when you are going hunting or fishing or or camping or whatever the case is, and you see that rut coming up ahead, um, you need to be careful. But you don't you don't need to you don't need to think your new big vehicle is fragile, right? Yeah, the special edition FX model that uh, is geared more towards for the capability of off road. Um, and, you know, off-road, not necessarily meaning Rubicon right. Right. kind of stuff. I mean, that this is a totally different vehicle for that. But there is a the convenience of a dial um, that sits on your IP, on your, on your instrument panel, that allows you to pick terrain, uh, be it sandy, be it slippery, be it uh, snowy. And when you put that switch on, it automatically adjusts the suspension to the kind of road conditions that you're seeing. So even if you're not in an off-road situation, because, you know, not everyone uh, means to be off-road intentionally, uh, particularly in Boston and Michigan winters, uh, the ability to use that switch uh, definitely helps with the stability, and it also helps with the loading of the trailer because uh, there's another switch in there that allows you to back up using the video camera and to line up 
appropriately to make that tow connection as well as uh, parking it. Yeah, and, and you've been up here in the winter. You know we have some. Yes, you yeah. do. <laughs> yes, you do. That is the one commonality between Detroit and Boston for sure. We both have winter. Sam, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your uh, day and joining us up here in uh, Boston, and I can't wait for this, to see to see the new expedition show up in the Boston Press Fleet. Me, uh, I can't wait to get one either. I, you, you may have to wait for one. I may have to steal one for a couple uh, weekends. Uh, that's okay. We can deal with that. <laughs> All right, Sam. All right, buddy. Go All right. Talk. Thanks. All right, thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Sam Lacricchio. He is from Ford Motor Company. We haven't we haven't talked to him in a while, so always always good to hear from him. Um, I wanted to talk about the car that actually got me around last week. I got an email that said, can you talk about that car again? So I will. And the, the car was the 2017 VW Golf Alltrack. And last week I kind of just talked about it. This week I actually wrote something out about it, just so you know. And... Um, the Volkswagen Golf Alltrack is a small all-wheel drive wagon that's an alternative to small SUVs. It's powered by a 1.8-liter turbocharged engine that provides, I would call it, lively performance while still retaining, returning about 32 miles per gallon on the highway. So pretty good fuel economy. On the road, the handling is very good while still uh, uh, delivering a smooth, comfortable ride. The steering is sports car sharp and precise. I really like driving this car. It's easier to forget this is a wagon and not a little sports sedan. The Alltrack's not just an all-wheel drive Golf. The suspension has a little bit more ground clearance and should perform well in uh, all of our winters. Last year, when the Golf Alltrack was here for the New England Motor Press Winter Vehicle Event, it won its category. Always good to see that. In addition, uh, it has this little slightly higher ride height for off-road. Again, not for, like Sam said, not for the Rubicon Trail, but certainly, you know, what New England has to throw at it. So uh, it's definitely winter-capable, all-weather wagon. Uh, Energetic engine, good handling. It's certainly more fun to drive than most small SUVs. The interior goes typical Volkswagen, attractive, functional, uh, comfortable. Although I don't usually find the seats in a Golf that comfortable or Jetta. Um, they're pretty good for a bit, and then I'm like, eh. this one I actually found quite good. The rear seat's a bit tight, but can accommodate two adults or three kids. Three adults might be a bit tight. Uh, there are cup holders, a small shelf, a little tidy center console. Uh, those drivers carry a lot of stuff and may need to reorganize their lives. Cargo storage rivals any small SUV and expands even more when the rear seat is folded. Safety and technology are well represented in this latest wagon. There are both front and rear parking assistance systems, cap- uh, compatibility with most smartphones, uh, but overall the infotainment system seems a little bit dated. The Golf Alltrack is a fun, functional little wagon that competes with small SUVs and may even give a Subaru a run for its money. And the Subaru is sort of the... Uh, you know, we, we joke about it as a national bird of New England. It's uh, it's it's a vehicle that is very popular here. But I think this Alltrack, for people who are just looking for something a little bit different, um, you know, that's certainly that's you know certainly one of them. There is a uh, there is a big uh, car show taking place, I, and I don't want to call it a car show, but it's out in it's out in uh, Monterey. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's talk to let's talk to Rick for a minute. Rick, good morning. Morning. Well, I'm back in Massachusetts again. Well, well where were you? South Carolina. South Carolina. Uh, yeah. How how was South Carolina? Uh, we had a, well, it was a working vacation oh, okay. for, for us. And uh, um, let me give you a heads up. My um, 
father-in-law slipped and fell. The reason he fell is because the bolt that held the toilet seat on and the handrail for him sheared off. It was a plastic one. Oh. And so he fell and broke a hip and was laying on the floor for a while. Oh, okay. And I did find out that you can buy metal bolts for toilet seats at, you know, Home Depot and places like that. So um, that's something that, because uh, I've, you know, been, you know, telling people, you know, for safety reasons, you know, replace those shit plastic ones because they will share and that without too much for yep. supply to them and that. But I also learned something else there that uh, would be good for, for uh, here up here in Boston. Go ahead. You know how when you're driving around, you, you know the area, you say, oh, go by, you know, it's just, you know, like I'm going out to Mom's today. It's just past Foxborough State. You just head for Foxborough State and keep on going for another mile and you'll yep. be at Mom's. Yep. That's fine for us locals, but not for out-of-state people because they don't know the area. And, you know, if you, especially if you're giving directions to somebody out-of-state, you need to be say, okay, you go down Route 1 or 128 yep. or whatever. Mm-hmm. and don't just give all the local landmarks because that's what I was giving him. My wife and I were driving all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's where and I and and I you know part of me actually likes kind of getting lost when I don't when I when I have no place to go and a full tank of gas. I don't because then I get to see things. But yeah, other times though, you really want to be able to have very specific directions, and it's. Um, you know, it's even it's even worse uh, in Rhode Island because uh, I talked to my coworkers in Rhode Island, and they say, you know, go down to where the Ann and Hope used to be. And I'm like, what do you mean where the Ann and Hope? What's an Ann and Hope? I don't even know what that is. And it, well, oh, oh yeah, it was a department store, you know. And then and and you know then you know go down to go down to where some other supermarket that I never heard of, you know. And it's and it's like, well, that that doesn't help me or. Or even even once I was I, I had to go give a little talk somewhere in North Providence and somebody said to me, "Well, go down, go down the you go down this street called Mineral Spring, and we're right opposite the Shaw's Market." So I'm looking for Shaw's Supermarket. Well, no, yeah. it, it was S H O O R S or something. So well, I, you know, you know, and, and it's like, well, that, that really didn't help me all that much, you know. But but I will say I will say uh, and and. Uh, you know, hopefully, if he's listening, he takes it with a grain of salt. I gave directions to uh, uh, Bobby Tasker the um, third, who was uh, who was coming to give a talk with a group of high school kids, and I said to him, you know, here's how to get where you're going, and and I said, go up here and you you take a left and and drive about, you know, drive about. Uh, three-eighths of a mile, and the street's on the right-hand side. And he got lost. And I said, how do you get lost? You drive a quarter of a mile at a time. You're a drag racer. You know, you, you must you must really know what a quarter of a mile is. And he looked at me and he said, yeah, on a drag strip, not on some back road where you were sending me. But, yeah, so you're right. It always is good to give people real real directions, you know, follow, you know, follow Route 1, and you will see you will see Gillette Stadium and go another, you know, half a mile and then you'll see moms on the left hand side so yeah yeah it it is it is good when you uh when you can actually give people some from some real uh some real direction so and and actually we found out that uh because we googled the uh address of the nursing home where it was and it didn't come up on google you know they couldn't find it and we actually had to google the uh indian wells 
golf course. Oh, okay. Which was right, which was right next door to it. Yeah. And yeah. so you know, sometimes even you know, you know, you say, okay, you go and so it's right next to this place, you know, a big name place that uh, will show up on these computer programs that where the local address may not. Yeah. No. No. You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Hey, Rick, always, always, always interested in talking to you, and you always got a little good tip here and there. So thanks for calling in. Well, thanks, John, and right. you have a good day yourself. You Bye. as well. Bye-bye. Well, I had uh, the opportunity to uh, talk with the CEO of Audi Sport, uh, Stefan Winkleman. And my question to Stefan was, where are you and what are you doing? Yes, I'm at the Monterey Week. This is a gathering for car enthusiasts. Uh, it's about uh, collection, it's about car auctions, it's about competition, and it's also about a display of uh, manufacturers of luxury and sports cars. And today we are here at the Quay Lodge where we are displaying uh, Audi Sport, five cars of Audi Sport. And uh, those cars have been, over the years, have gone from, I think, cars that were seem to be tuned for the Autobahn to cars that are truly, really, over the past decade or so, embraced by the U.S. market. Yes, uh, we started in the U.S. with Audi four decades ago. Uh, we are famous for the RS models and the R8. And uh, the U.S. is one of our biggest markets worldwide. And and the cars cars are, are certainly beautiful cars. Um, you look at the economy and how it's changed in the past ten years or so. How are luxury cars in general and sports cars sales um, doing these days? And the premium car market and the luxury car market in the U.S. Uh, in the last decade was growing, and now it's stable. So it's a good outlook uh, for the year twenty seventy. Yeah, is there is there any car, and I know this is almost like choosing your favorite children, but is there any car that you have on display today that that you really enjoy, that it's the car that you take home at night? It's all of them, for sure, but it's always uh, the latest, and therefore this one, uh, which I now prefer, is the uh, R8 Spider uh, V10 Plus. So it's a wonderful car, which we are showcasing now for the first time in the US. And and that and that is that is a beautiful that is a beautiful car with uh, with what I understand an exhaust sound that uh, will rival any car from Italy. Yes. Yeah. This is a V10 actually car, so it's a real and this engine car is a sports car which is fulfilling all the needs of uh, the car enthusiast and the super sports car enthusiast. Yeah. And uh, are you one of the judges at the Concord d'Elegance uh, this week? Yes, I'm one of the honorary judges on uh, on Sunday. Yeah. And, and, and I, I've only been a judge a few times, and uh, and I know sometimes it's a, it's a very difficult job when the cars are in that type of condition and that level of restoration. How how do you how do you pick your favorite? Uh, they, they are let's say split in categories, and there are different judges for different categories. And usually the honorary judges they judge uh, the aesthetic of the car, so they look. Uh, 
the, the cars from outside and they judge which one is the best in, in terms of aesthetics. So it really, it really could come down to what you really like as as one of the judges. What really appeals to you, and and uh, and just what you think would appeal to others as well. I love the cars of the fifties and the sixties. These are my favorites, mainly the fifties because they have uh, still uh, shapes which are very much GT cars, which I like a lot. Yeah. And, uh, therefore, the Italians and also the the the, the English cars of this period. If people want to find out more about Audi Sport or Audi in general, where where should we tell them to go look? Uh, this weekend, uh, here to Monterey, uh, it's all over the place. We will be today at the Quail Lodge, which is nearby Carmel. It's in uh, California. And uh, for car enthusiasts, for every day, there is enough to see. So, uh, so I'm even thinking, as much as you love the Audi Sport V10 Spider, there may be some other cars there you like as well. Yes, we have also the RS5 Coupe here on display, the car we presented earlier this year. And then we have also race cars. We have uh, an historic car, uh, uh, the, the one which, uh, with which 30 years ago, Walter Rell, um broke the record of Pike Peak. Then we have our, our HGTC, another race car. So there is a lot to see, and uh, if you come or the people are interested, they will be astonished uh, mm. about uh, so much beauty. So, I, so, so you don't you don't go back over and see your friends over at Lamborghini? Yeah, I will for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Stefan, thank you for say, taking some time out of your day. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. through August, Sullivan Tire presents the sizzling summer tire sale. Save big on quality name brand tires for all makes and models. Buy three, get the fourth tire free on all Yokohama tires. Or buy one and get the second at half off. You can save up to $140 when you buy four Continental tires. Thousands of tires on sale at sizzling hot prices. And check out our new redesigned website, SullivanTire.com to make an appointment for tires or the best auto service in the industry. Sullivan Tire, proud partner of the Boston Red Sox. People say there are billions of dollars lost in a market crash. The truth is, they're not lost, they just exchange hands. And the good news is, by gaining the right kind of knowledge, you can learn to recognize the opportunities that exist and, more importantly, act on them. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder of Tradeway. Along with being an investment advisor, Tradeway offers our students a powerful education so that they can take their investments in their own hands. We break down the confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We keep it simple, fun, and personal. Come join us at our next two-day event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. You'll learn to take small steps to reach your biggest goals. Coming to the Sheraton Boston Hotel, October 13th and 14th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723, or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. 
Toyota is the best-selling car brand in 49 countries all over the world. That's leaps and bounds ahead of the nearest competition, but you probably already knew that. What you do need to know is, where is the best place to buy the best-selling cars? Look no further than Atlantic Toyota on the Lingway and Lynn. Used or new, truck or compact, sporty or family. Atlantic Toyota and Lynn has the largest selection of vehicles at the lowest prices. With a large Spanish-speaking staff, they will work with any credit situation. Mention the car doctor on WROL and you will get $500 off a new car purchase. With all new car purchases, enjoy Atlantic Toyota on the Linway's infamous two-year maintenance plan for free. Stop by Atlantic Toyota on the Linway or call 866-676-4000 in Lynn and bring the whole family. They have a great play area for the kids. Atlantic Toyota and Lynn, the number one place to buy the number one car. Visit online at AtlanticToyota.com to see their inventory and specials. This offer cannot be combined with other offers and discounts. Prepare to be dazzled. We want you to be a part of the new WROL fan club. Be a part of special contests, exclusive deals, tickets to concerts, and more. I guess I'm down with that. Go to WROLradio.com, click on the WROL fan club banner, and register today. The WROL fan club is sponsored by New England Weight Loss. Call 781-938-9400 or visit NewEnglandWeightLoss.com. Two thumbs up. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Our phone lines are open now. We're all done with guests. So if you were uh, if you were wondering, yep, no more guests. We're we're all done. Uh, next guest is you, and you can give us a call at 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030, and that's how you get through and talk to us about your car, your car problems, what whatever's on your mind. Uh, you know, certainly certainly you can call in and and talk about that. Um, we will be doing trivia probably around, probably after the next break. And remember, the program is brought to you in part by the good people at Atlantic Toyota up on the Linway and Lynn. Uh, if you go up there and you say to them, hey, I listened to that commercial on the Car Doctor program, and they said you could save me $500 off my next new car purchase. Yes, all you got to do is mention WROL or the Car Doctor, and you will save 500 bucks. And um, can't be combined with any other offers. That's a small print, but... Save yourself $500. Not too bad. Uh, Smart hopes that uh, buyers are ready to embrace their EVs. It says, uh, a little article here says, uh, Daimler is taking a gamble with its plans to refocus the U.S. lineup on smart brand for electric vehicles only, ditching the gasoline-powered vehicles. Smart is sure to lose some sales in market where light truck sales are booming because of uh, cheap fuel, but Smart is betting on EV future to help carve out a niche uh, it announced in February it would shift exclusively to electric drive in the U.S. and Canada this year. Gasoline models are being sold down now. Smart's U.S. sales have tumbled uh, since topping 24,000 in launch of 2008. The brand sold 6,200 vehicles in the U.S. in 2016 through June. That was down to like almost a little under 2,000. The 4.2, the redesigned electric coupe and convertible, will go on sale this summer as 2017 models. The coupe will cost 
$24,000, includes shipping, uh, 1200 less than the 2016 version. The redesigned models have improved range, more power, roomier interior. It's a little tiny car. It can't have that much more interior. Uh, smart electric uh, vehicle peak in the U.S. was around 2,600 vehicles in 2014. So the challenge uh, is whether Smart can better those sales when it's down to electric offerings only. The other thing I heard is most smart dealers have backed out of selling them. In fact, they're uh, they're saying, well, I think there's only going to be like 24 outlets selling smarts now. So have to wait and see. Speaking of electric cars, if you're if you're always kind of wondering about that, how does the Tesla Model 3 and the Chevrolet Bolt stack up against each other? Well, the Tesla Model 3 can go about 220 miles between charges. The Chevrolet Bolt can go 238 miles between charges. The battery is somewhere in the 50 to 55 kilowatt size, reportedly, uh, because um, Tesla doesn't release that. Uh, The GM battery is 60 kilowatts. Fast charging, you can charge uh, at a fast charger in 30 minutes. You'll get about 130 miles. Not as much with the Bolt, about 90 miles in 30 minutes. Zero to 60, here's where it gets interesting. A car was considered fast not that many years ago if it went zero to 60 in six and a half or seven seconds. The Bolt goes zero to 60 in six and a half seconds. The Tesla goes zero to 60 in 5.1 seconds. These are sports car fast. Uh, top speed, 130 miles an hour in the in the Tesla, 93 miles an hour in the Bolt. You don't need either of those. Uh, drivetrain, rear-wheel drive in the Bolt, front-wheel drive in the uh, I mean, rear-wheel drive in the in the Tesla, front-wheel drive in the Bolt. Uh, wheelbase, uh, Tesla's bigger. Has a longer wheelbase, 113 inches versus 102. Um, cargo capacity, uh, Bolt wins out on that, almost 17 cubic feet versus the 15 in the, in the Tesla. Um, they have a bunch of options like lane keeping assistant and all that sort of stuff. Uh, warranty. Vehicle warranty on the Tesla, four years, 50,000 miles, three years, 36 on the vehicle. Battery warranty is uh, mandated because it, because it's emissions, eight years, 100,000 miles. Uh, delivery, you want to buy a Tesla, 12 to 18 months to get one. You want to buy a Bolt, you can go buy one now. Uh, they're on deal lots right now. Base price, if you want to buy one, the Tesla is 35000 The Bolt is 36000 So... Um, you know, the, the, the next Tesla they're claiming will have a higher range battery. So it'll be a long range battery, uh, that adds about $9,000 to the base price. Then you'll be able to go about 300 miles between charges. We're talking about some battery cars now that really can rival, uh, really can rival gasoline cars. I'm sure you still have to go out and charge them, but, uh, but they still work. If you've subscribed to Popular Mechanics as a kid in the 1950s and 1960s, you were pretty sure that, say, by now or 20 years ago, we would see flying cars. Well, in in 1940, Henry Ford said, Mark my word, a combination airplane and motor car is coming. He may yet to be proved right. Uh, Last week, 
Germany's Volocopter received a $30 million funding pile of cash, I guess is the best way to describe it, to develop an electric flying taxi. With Daimler among the firms chipping in, Volocopter is developing a five-seat vertical takeoff and uh, landing aircraft aimed at uh, the taxi market and plans to carry out initial demonstrations in the fourth quarter of this year. Volocopter is not alone. Potential competitors include German startups Lilium Jet, Evolo, as well as uh, U.S.-based Terrafusia. They're right up here in Burlington or Woburn. Um, Commercial aircraft and helicopter manufacturer Airbus is developing a single-seat flying car with auto design. Um, meanwhile, ride-hailing giants are waiting. Uber says it will offer flying taxi service within 10 years. So um, I saw something on Facebook yesterday, and it's from my former producer, Dennis, who said something about there, there's going to be a reincarnation of the Jetsons. And I said to him, yes, Dennis, and you're still not going to get your flying car. Because I remember, I don't know, it was four or five years ago when he said, where is my flying car? Well, it's not here yet. And I don't know, you know, this flying uh, taxi, uh, the picture they show, it's a little pod with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Looks like it has 12 little helicopter blades on it. And... um, yeah, great. I mean, it'd be great to leave my house and uh, land out. Well, and even here at uh, Marina Bay, a lot of people don't realize that far corner is a heliport. Um, there's a place to land a helicopter over there because I guess, well, this was a, this was a, a I guess, during World War II, this was a place that landed airships or something. So, but that's still a heliport. I don't know if anyone ever lands there. They'd, yeah, yeah. So. So, uh, who knows? And uh, in the back page of Automotive News, there's something called Final Assembly, and it says, uh, uh, here's Elon, Tesla Channel's late-night TV. It says, while watching the simulcast launch of Tesla's Model 3, Barclays Capital Analyst Brian Johnson saw the following similarities to a low-budget, late-night local dealership ad and the commentary title three things elon has in common with your local car dealer advertising a low price of a base car a few buyers may want uh legacy car deal is one of the oldest tricks dealership advertising tricks is to advertise an irresistible price for a popular car say at least for under 150 dollars a month in order to generate showroom traffic only for the car shopper to later realize the prices for the base model with little appeal, you know, no window, power windows, so forth. Tesla generate up to 500,000 reservations with a $35,000 price point, only to later never reveal the total price of a fully equipped car could, in some cases, reach almost $60,000. Limited availability of the car you came in to look at, but plenty of the larger, more expensive ones. Uh, happens a lot. Uh, remaining uh, Model 3 reservation owners that the uh, production ramp is slow at first or plenty of Model S's to drive off the lot. The dealer is the star of every ad. Um, old-time car dealers, yep, that's the case. Much of the uh, chagrin of marketing executives with their carefully constructed, thoroughly focused, group-tested brand imagery, the local dealers often insist on being their late-night on-air advertising stars, Tesla, since the brand revolves around Elon and not the thousands of engineers and assembly line workers who help make the vehicle. Most of the webcast uh, was focused on Elon Musk himself. So, 
Also in the back page of Automotive News, it says uh, maybe a Ferrari crossover isn't the worst thing. Um, Sergio Marchione said, no doubt, uh, often reminded that when asked last year whether Ferrari would build an SUV or a crossover, you'll have to shoot me first. So what about all those reports um, of late that uh, there are plans to be a 4C crossover, at least a Ferrari utility vehicle, to boost profits? Well, the Ferrari and Fiat Chrysler CEO did not have much to say about it until last week. Now he says the expansion of Ferrari's lineup in a utility vehicle would not compromise the brand's exclusive status or luxury profit margins. The claim of fame of such a vehicle would not be being able to climb rocks, Marchione told analysts on a conference call, added, adding that the uh, board had yet to decide whether to go down that road. Whatever it is, it will be the same caliber as anything else we've ever done. Ferrari also has been trying to broaden its appeal beyond drivers, attracted to by the techni- uh, technological prowess of its 8-cylinder and 12-cylinder engines. So there are more people that would... Uh, buy non-extreme versions of Ferrari than those will buy extreme versions. He said adding the move uh, did not mean compromise on any price. Well, I remember talking to the president of Porsche at a uh, at a meeting um, here in Boston, and I asked him about building an SUV, and he kind of joked about it a little bit, and I said to him, uh, well, if you build an SUV, you're going to put a plow on the front of it? And he said, no. And he said, I said, well, are you ever going to build one? And he kind of said, you know, when I build one, you can put a plow on the front of it. And sure enough, they built one. So, and we never put a plow on the front of it. And he remembered me asking him that question. So, I think on the phone with us is Peter. Let's see. No? All right. Well, I think Peter's there. I don't know. Could be there. Could be not there. Not sure. Um Let's talk to Peter. Peter? Yes. Yes. yes I lost you for a second. Well, you, you, we lost you. <laughs> That's right, actually. That's more correct. How are you this morning? Well, I'm, I'm doing well. And you? Oh, pretty well. Thank you. So, um, I, I had a, just a quick question about this Volkswagen you test drove. Um, the little wagon? Uh, yep. is, is it available with a six-speed manual? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, think, I think it's only available in the DSG, which is their manual manumatic. Um, it's actually a pretty nice transmission. So, mm-hmm. yep. What do you think? Uh, you know, the acceleration. How does it do? That it, 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 it does. It does fine. Uh, I thought I was under the impression they were replacing the one point eight with a upgraded two liter. Um, Engine, uh, which which I guess they're doing in some models like the Beetle, but not not in the uh, not in the all track at least right now. And the difference between the the one point eight and the two liter, they're both turbocharged engines. The um, the one in the the two liter engine is what's called a Miller cycle engine, which adds almost a you know normally in we talk about engines as being four cycle engines, so it you know sucks in air, compresses the air, it explodes, and then exhausts. Miller cycle means the valves stay open a little bit longer to run cleaner, get better fuel economy, and the horsepower difference is minimal between the one point eight and the two. Um, but it's the same engine that's actually in my wife's Volkswagen Beetle, and it's a pretty zippy little engine. It's one hundred and seventy. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the actual uh, actual horsepower rating? Uh, I mean, you probably do. Well, it's one hundred and seventy six. Right. That's yeah. good. So, which is yeah. which is which is I think 
the same horsepower as the V6 engine in my little SUV. So, right, yeah. right. So, what do you say? What do you think it does? Zero to sixty. I would say in the seven and a half ish yeah. range. I mean, but yeah. but more adequate. Yeah, but more than which is yeah more than adequate. Which is which. It's not with that car, and it kind of goes back to uh, Ross Bentley's book, uh, The Art of uh, High-Performance Driving. It's not necessarily about how fast it is, but how well it's stuck to the road. It it felt like a little sports sedan. It really, it, it really did. It was it was a it was a nice little car. Now you you can you know the the problem is you can spend you know twenty something thousand or thirty something thousand. You know, the, so so you know there. But because it is the all track and not just a golf all wheel drive, it does sit up a little bit higher. It's got a little bit different look to it. I really liked it a lot. I think it. I think, right. I think it did a good job. It sounds good to me. Yep. All uh, right. I was watching the show last night. I um um and I there were some crazy vehicles. There were uh, um there was something called the Panther. Oh it, yeah, it, yep. You know about this? Uh, I never heard. Of, I never heard of this thing. And it will do sixty miles an hour on the water. Yep. Yeah. It yeah. is. A, it is a uh, yeah. And they're, they're. I think they're a quarter of a million dollars. So. Uh, is that all? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. You know, so so you know you can yeah. cer- you can certainly go and you can certainly go and buy one, but you're going to have to limit how much you go out to eat afterwards. So, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how it does on the road. I mean, no, are you no, ready? To- I I I remember there was there was the Panther, and there was also a small a thing that looked like a like a little four wheeler off road kind of thing, and. Um, and that was that was a that was a vehicle that we had the we had them on here one time and it worked like a jet ski and it worked like a little four wheel four wheeler and the Panther sort of does the same thing the the wheels fold up in it the thing is um, thing on the road is pretty good and uh, when it's not on the road it's uh, it's a pretty good boat it's a lot different than the Amphibicar from you know from days gone by you know those things were not good cars and they were not good boats they were. They were terrible at both, so um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but you know, there's there's only so many people that really want a car and a boat combination. That's true. Yeah, you know, you know, it it sounds like it's usually not, yeah, they're usually the people are amphibians. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Good, they're a little different. A little different. Yeah, good try yeah. for that joke, but yeah. <laughs> oh, they can't all be gems. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I uh, I fully understand that. Yeah. Hey, by the way, how are those new um, wiper blades working out for you? I got to use them today. I did. Yeah. You know. You yeah. Know, yeah. You know. It, it no, was no, uh, no, no streaks. No. No. I. I. You know. It was. It was kind of funny. I said I'm going to have to keep my. Uh, I'm going to have to keep my ten year old car uh, a little longer because I got that big and I got that big wiper blade investment in it now. So I'm going to have yeah. to. Hold on, I'm going to have to hold on to it. So. Yeah, those seats are more comfortable than the Volkswagen's. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, Peter, we got to go. We got to take a break, pay some right. bills. All right, but stay yep. tuned. We're going to do tri- we're going to do trivia. So, all right, all right, all right. Thanks, bye. Peter. Yep, bye bye. Why don't we take a break, pay some bills, and I'll come up with the trivia question when we come back. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on AM nine fifty WROL, the Spirit of Boston. She's real fine, my four nine, my four nine. Well, I saved my pennies and I saved my dimes. Giddy up, giddy up, four nine. For I knew there would be a time. 
Sizzling summer tire sale. Save big on quality name brand tires for all makes and models. Buy three, get the fourth tire free on all Yokohama tires. Or buy one and get the second at half off. You can save up to $140 when you buy four Continental tires. Thousands of tires on sale at sizzling hot prices. And check out our new redesigned website, SullivanTire.com, to make an appointment for tires or the best auto service in the industry. Sullivan Tire, proud partner of the Boston Red Sox. Celebrating 50 years of Irish on WROL, Irish 950. Top of the morning, WROL, from Jimmy Tierney of Beverly, formerly of Melrose. Happy 50th anniversary. I'm 60 years old, and in 1967, when I was 10 years old, I remember the Impossible Dream Red Sox and listening to the Irish Hip Parade for the first time. I haven't stopped listening since, and will continue to do so. It's music that's good for the soul. Thanks again for bringing it. To share your memories and stories of what WROL Irish 950 has meant to you over the years, call us at 617-691-2534. Our phone lines are open 24-7, so call us anytime, 617-691-2534. Toyota is the best-selling car brand in 49 countries all over the world. That's leaps and bounds ahead of the nearest competition, but you probably already knew that. What you do need to know is, where is the best place to buy the best-selling cars? Look no further than Atlantic Toyota on the Lingway and Lynn. Used or new, truck or compact, sporty or family. Atlantic Toyota and Lynn has the largest selection of vehicles at the lowest prices. With a large Spanish-speaking staff, they will work with any credit situation. Mention the car doctor on WROL and you will get $500 off a new car purchase. With all new car purchases, enjoy Atlantic Toyota on the Linway's infamous two-year maintenance plan for free. Stop by Atlantic Toyota on the Linway or call 866-676-4000 in Lynn and bring the whole family. They have a great play area for the kids. Atlantic Toyota and Lynn, the number one place to buy the number one car. Visit online at AtlanticToyota.com to see their inventory and specials. This offer cannot be combined with other offers and discounts. The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth, so my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. WROL Boston. You're listening to The Car Doctor. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on Cadillacs. And welcome back to The Car Doctor program. Well, we haven't done trivia in a couple of weeks because why? I've been on vacation for a couple of weeks. Well, not really. I wasn't on vacation. Well, I was on vacation, but I wasn't on vacation from here. I just wasn't in the studio. I was at my kitchen table, which is not being here. But we do have more to drink and more food in my kitchen table than we do here. So, um, But other than that, um, so it's a little harder to do trivia. So that's why we haven't done trivia. And because it's been a little while, 
We're going to kind of an easy trivia question, I think. So, in the classic television series, what kind of car did Starsky and Hutch drive? In the classic television series, what kind of car did Starsky and Hutch drive? If you know the answer to that, give us a call at 617-770-3030. And, of course, the phone lines, are, you know, we still have about almost 15 minutes left. If you have a question about your car, you're thinking about buying a car, selling a car, want to know about technical service bulletins, whatever the case is, you can give us a call at 617-770-3030. We'll try to look up those for you, too. Um, this is an interesting uh, and, and not new idea, but it's called Best Practices uh was the headline. It says, Teamwork Pays Off for Florida Dealership. And it says, uh, four years ago, Bazard Ford Lincoln built what it calls the largest quick lane building in the country, 11,000 square feet. It was big and slow. Its customers typically waited two to three hours for an oil change. How can that be? Uh, to fix the problem, Bozard reinvented the idea of teamwork for its fixed operation. Now it takes an hour to do an oil change. Now if it takes an hour to do an oil change, it's a failure, according to the parts and service director. We need to be able to do it within 45 minutes. With speed, you have uh, have to have co- uh, coordination. The St. Augustine dealership started its quick service team program in the quick lane operation 2014. There's an offshoot, the service tra- team programs in the main service uh, shop about a year later. Since doing so, service businesses had skyrocketed. Customer satisfaction and loyalty have risen. Service tech production has, has soared and revenues have even gone up. In addition, Turnover in service jobs is just 3% a year compared with 20% before the program's launch. And in a lot of dealerships, um, especially right now while the economy's good, uh, dealer turnover is, is up in the, up in the I think, I don't know, I think it's up in the 50% range. Most service technicians and programs work in teams of two, sharing pay and uh, producing better work. Today, uh, the average time to do an oil change and tire rotation, wash the car, and cash the customer out is 48 minutes. You have uh, twice the brain power to diagnose a vehicle so you can do it faster. Um, sounds like a pretty good idea. And, you know, the idea that everybody's kind of doing something as long as nobody forgets to do something. And uh, it sort of all works out at the end. Well, here's something I learned. We apparently have four lines. Mm-hmm. Not just three. Because we have people on all four. So, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Should we do it randomly? Should we do it by number? Should we do it blindly? Because it was such an easy question. I Let's see. Paul, Paul Sullivan has an idea. That's, we'll do the online randomizer. Oh, we have an online randomizer? We do now. We do? Yeah. All right. Let's. let's all right. All right. Pick all a number between one and four. Yep. All right. Hold on. All right. All right. Let's, okay. Uh, uh, just to promote the website, it's random.org. Okay. All right. And here we go. The number is four. Four. Okay. We'll start with line four. Chris. Who? That, who's, who's this? Uh, this Steve. Is Steve. Steve. Okay, Steve. Yeah. Hi, John Paul. It, it was a Grand Torino. It was red and white, and they—I forget—they had a crazy name for it too, by the way. But it, you uh, are—you are absolutely correct. It was a Grand Torino, and a lot of people didn't think it was for some reason. A lot of people thought it was a Dodge, and I don't know why. But really? I think that stripe on the side misled people for some reason. So it, uh, it could be. It yeah, could be. But yeah. 
they really raced around in that car, that's, they, that's for sure. They did. They did. Well, I'll tell you what. Stay right there, and we will uh, get your address down, and we will send you something. And I think oh. this and I think this something we're going to send you is actually pretty cool. It is a flashlight from the Mechanic people, which um, and it's a, a full. It looks like you go. It actually looks like you could go out and uh, land airplanes with it. It sort of folds. Yeah. It folds up, but when it unfolds, it's a whole series of LEDs. It's rechargeable, and I swear you could you could wave you could wave a seven forty seven in with this thing. Okay, well I don't know if I'll try that, but I would appreciate it. Sir. All right, well st- well stay right there, and Karen will get down your 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 address, and so stay right there. Don't go anywhere. All right. Okay. Thank you, John. All right. Thank you. And do we have any? Did everybody hang up? No, I got two more. You got two more. Can you do? Can you do a flip of a coin with your randomizer? Or should I just flip a coin? You have a coin? I don't have one. I have a coin. All right, flip it. All right, so heads is? Three and five is still open. Okay. Heads is three. All right. What do you got? Heads. Heads is three. All right. Hi, who's this? Hello? Oh, this is, yeah, Robert. Robert! Yeah, did, did, you know, did you know the answer, Robert? Yeah, I do. It was in 1976, and uh, they had that option package around here for about $176. That's right. That's right. You're absolutely right. So I'll tell you what. Stay right there, and we will give you something, too. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. See? Now Karen's got work to do. So she can do her work, and I will do nothing, which is usually what I do. I come in here, and I don't do I do not do a lot. I don't do a lot. So I just stay here. Um, here's, here's, a, here's a headline that caught my attention, but I don't know that I believe it. It says, Bosch solve self-driving puzzle when it comes to consumers who are puzzled about the mysterious new autonomous driving features robert bosch has a plan show them and don't tell them anything that's an interesting plan bosch believes it's critical to show consumers what advanced new safety technology will do for them to overcome future pushback says uh Kay stepper vice president of automated driving for bosch who spoke uh, last week at the car management briefing seminars the technology supplier demonstrated what it calls a minimum risk condition technology that just doesn't sound good to me somehow um and uh it brings the automated vehicle to a safe stop either in the lane or on the shoulder when a driver fails to respond to warnings of the vehicle see and see here's where Self-driving vehicles, to me, have a problem. Either they have to be 100% self-driving or not. Having these little features that automatically stop is nice. Having these little features that help keep you in the lane is nice. But if it truly drives itself until it doesn't, that to me is that to me is problematic. It's like because then all of a sudden you're you're playing you're playing. Uh, um, I don't know, parcheesy inside the car rather than rather than paying attention and driving. In fact, I got I got two two uh, people who were upset with me, I guess, because I haven't done anything to make the road safer. And me, personally, me. One of them was, why haven't I talked to the car companies about doing all these commercials on television where the cars are driving really fast? I should do something about that. I should I should tell I should tell the car manufacturers stop doing that. And I said, well, you have to understand it's marketing. It's you know it's it's the idea that that's what makes it you know that's the appeal. And I don't think me telling them to slow down is going to help. And the other one was um, that the person didn't like the idea that um, of carpool karaoke. 
Now I knew nothing about carpool karaoke because it's a it's part of a it's part of a feature on uh, a late night TV show like twelve thirty ish way past where lately I've been to bed at like nine um, so way past Jim Jim something or other or James James well turn Paul's microphone back on uh, James Corden Corden right and and carpool karaoke demonstrates bad bad uh, behavior to young drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I don't know, but why haven't I? Why haven't I called James Corden up and told him knock it off? Because uh, I don't why? know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know him. That's why I don't know. I don't even know where he is. <laughs> I ne- never heard of him until I had to look it up. Yeah, I've seen the the carpool car. And, you know, it's just, it, it's it's goofy. Yeah, and it's funny. Yeah, and at times. Yeah, um, it can be a little bit overbearing, but it's just they're not. Re- I get news for you. I don't think they're really driving the car when you're doing. <laughs> Well, it, it was it it's one, Hollywood folks. Yeah, one one I think uh, I don't I don't remember I don't remember who the the yeah. one of the one of the singers was. And they kind of get in the car, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to pick you up." Mm-hmm. And then he say, "Hey, let's see what's on the radio." And sure enough, it's their song. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget. Oh, I don't remember who it was. Somebody very popular. Um, Billy Joel, Elton no, John. No, it was young young oh, woman, younger okay. young woman. And uh, and they're driving along, and they're singing. But you know, he did have his hand on the wheel. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing is I don't think he drove any less responsibly than 80% of the people on the road. Yeah. That. Uh, hey, what percent of the people you think that are driving are at the same time singing, listening to music and singing? Um, do you singing, do that? Yeah. So yeah. do I. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. They, yeah. And, 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 you know, sometimes I... Th- you know, sometimes I think it's actually people on cell phones, you know, hands-free. Mm-hmm. And other times I think, no, they're just singing along with the music. Yep. Um, and then when you see them get, you know, kind of really into it, and, you know, the steering wheel becomes a drum and, mm-hmm. you know, a little air guitar. But Well, you know, I wrote a dissertation on the effect of music on learning and, and focus and attention and things like that. Actually, if you're engaged in a song, in a task like yeah. driving, it could. Some people would argue it could enhance your focus rather than detract from it. I'm willing to bet that would be especially the case with people with ADHD mm-hmm. yes. because I bet the music would help keep them focused mm-hmm. rather than just kind of wandering. Yeah. So, so anyway. But so we need we need to further discover this. Well, we need to further explore your capability of making the roads safe. Yeah, I know. I, that's I know. I, I, I don't. I don't I, you know, that's why I had Ross Bentley on to talk about the art of high performance driving and how high performance isn't fast. Mm-hmm. And the other one I watched was with Madonna. Yeah. And at one point she was she was hanging out the car window. But was she driving or was no, she? Riding? No, she was passengering, and they yeah. were in Manhattan, so well, they were going. They were going about, like eight miles. They, an hour. I don't even think they were going eight miles an hour. So, <laughs> although the one thing I will say that when she had her seatbelt on, which was not all the time, mm-hmm. um, and again she was going eight, you know, two miles an hour, um, she actually had it under her arm rather than over her shoulder. Oh, yeah. Which, um, yep. if for for people who think that's a good idea. It's a good idea to get a broken rib mm-hmm. um, because if you do get into a crash, um, the seatbelt is designed to work against your collarbone, which is a really strong, heavy bone, not against your ribs, which are really soft bones, and you'll end up with a broken rib and punctured lung. And Yeah. You know, it, in seriousness, I'm one of those guys like yourself that uh, remembers driving back in the day before seatbelts were invented and rolling around the back of a station wagon as the car was motoring down uh, Route 128, right? This is, this, is, this is before Matt and Karen were alive. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know that. I, we're, we're drifting into Geezerville once again, folks. Welcome <laughs> yes, to, we are. Welcome to Geezerville. 
But I, but I heard something on on the news the other day. Geezerville, the last stop before the, <laughs> the Irish hit parade. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. I distracted into Geezerville myself. Yeah. Um, oh, I saw something on TV the other day about what a difference a seatbelt has. In, in an impact. In a, oh, in an oh yeah. It is remarkable. Yeah. That the, you, the have a, you have a 70% chance of surviving a collision wearing a seatbelt. And with airbags in the car, it bumps it up another 15%. Yeah. So depending on, the, of course, the severity of the collision, your your chances of surviving are up in the, up in the high 80s mm-hmm. in today's cars versus not wearing a seatbelt. Where, you know, if you weigh, if you weigh, 200 pounds and you don't have your seatbelt on and you're drawing 60 miles an hour and you hit something head on you're a missile you're you're a missile and you're a missile that is um, multiplied 200 times 60 and that's the equivalent weight which is 16,000 pounds i believe see folks he knows automobiles he knows physics (laughs) Uh, yes yes i do there you go yeah all right we gotta go because the Irish Ship Parade is coming up next. Oh, it's that time? It's that time. I forget well, how to do yeah, this. I haven't yeah, been here Yeah, in a you while. haven't been here in a while, yeah. I was in Hawaii. Yeah. Do you have, like, two watches on so you can... Yeah. So you, so like you still, you still know what time it is. This one's two hours later. Yeah. Four hours. This yeah. one's three and hours earlier. How do you know what time it is? Yeah. It's yeah, good thing, good thing you have your phone. Hey, okay. we got to go. Irish Ship Parade, the very best in Irish music, coming up next. Till next week, wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Over the hill, down through the valley so shady.